What was the name? <laughs> what was, uh, the, what was the name you decided on? Uh, the Erectionator. The Erectionator. Or <laughs> uh, the Erectator. Uh, well, that, yeah. that, that, would be, uh, that would be a Doppelbock with uh, Viagra in it, right? The Erectionator. Yeah, about a pound of Viagra per barrel, bug, yeah. I think, is a good place to start. <laughs> Alright, alright, quiet and down now. Live from the Britain Yankee Pub Studios. Another Britain Yankee Craft Beer Pubcast. I can hear the pints being pulled right now. Not a while, dude. Bring the drums in. Let's have a party. Pump up the bitter. Shh, test it. Pump up the bitter. Pump up the bitter. Take it away, lads. You are paying for that beer, aren't you? Pump up the bitter. Pump up the bitter. This week we recorded a show with a star-studded panel of brewers and consumers and we were tasting a number of beers from central Illinois breweries outside of the Chicagoland area. It ran rather long, so instead of making you listen to a show that was nearly two hours long in the recording, we're going to break it up into two shows. So consider this to be Central Illinois Brews Part 1. And then in the next show, we'll also have an interview with TJ Buckholtz and Chuck Fort from Church Street Brewing Company, who won a silver medal for their brew called Holy Moly, and we'll find out a little bit more about that. And of course, we'll round out next week's show with a Christmas toast and the traditional telling of the night before Christmas. So settle in for part one of Central Illinois Breweries. Take it away, Phil. Hello, welcome everybody. Um, another action-packed, pub-filled-with-guests show. It's Pubcast number 295. And this time round, we have gone back to our roots. We are back to Illinois beer. And I'm glad to say that my sometime co-host is with me and my also shotgun co-host is with me. So we'll go to the first one, Chuck uh, I was going to say Chuck Tomasi. I know a guy called Chuck Tomasi. Uh, shout out to Chuck Tomasi. Um, Chuck Fort. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Fort, welcome. Got all those names rattling around in your head. <laughs> and welcome, Chuck. Welcome. No, you're supposed to do your, your hello. signature entry. Do it again. Do it again. Okay. Hello, Chuck. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you very much. Thank God. It gets cheaper to train a monkey, isn't it? Hello. <laughs> no, actually, I'm glad you're here. Um, and then sitting the other side of uh, the guy in the middle, you can't see it, but I can, um, is, is my co-host Bill's from drunk. last week. Hang on a minute. You're not in yet. Okay. <laughs> my co-host from last week, um, Mr. Ken McMullen from Hotvine. Uh, buenos noches. That's right, senor. You are doing a little South American, Let's right? See. How many warm-up beers did you have, Phil? Uh, not nearly enough. <coughs> so, <laughs> yeah, well, we did have a calibration beer. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, sitting in between these two reprobates is uh, 
and, and a, I, I should say he's an award-winning brewer, but I should have said that about Chuck. With us, of course, this time round is TJ. I'm not going to say your last name. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who is head brewer at Church Street, and congratulations to both you and Chuck for brewing a silver medal-winning beer by the name of Holy Moly. There you go. Hey. Golf claps all around. Holy Moly, which was a uh, barrel aged milk stout and silver medal mm-hmm. from Fobab, I should say. If, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. And so that's a version of your holy cow, but you've had it in a barrel for a while. Uh, ten months. Ten months. Ten months in Buffalo Trace barrels. Excellent. Yeah. Maybe we'll get to taste that <laughs> at the end of the show because I do happen to have a bottle here at the pub. Next to Mr. Ken McMullen is uh, a, a longtime visitor to the pub, ex tavern owner, and now a wine consultant for a well-known liquor chain store um can what are they Binnie's and oh, glen yes. ellen mistress Binnie's, as i always like to say um john kowalski hello john how are you feeling i'm feeling tip top so. excellent good man so you're you're back doing a little bit of the old work now are you yes it's it's an enjoy all right good man and our guest of honor tonight, and I'm really happy to say that we actually have the female touch in the pub, <laughs> and actually friend of the uh, podcast and supplier of the beverages and suggester of tonight's theme, Miss Deb Piscola. Hello, Phil. Hello, Deb. Glad to have you back. I think the last time we had you on the show was when we were doing the um, Makers, what's it called? The Makers Trail? Uh, it was, well, we did the Maker's Trail. We also did the Indiana beers. Indiana beers. That we ended right. up going yep. on the Brew Bus tour. We did. But see? I think we did North Central Illinois and Springfield area. That's right. And now we're doing? East Central Illinois. East Central. Why can't we just do Central? <laughs> <laughs> and then we can cover everything. So, yeah, we, we wanted to... Um, because deb you do a little bit of traveling for your uh, job you are able to go down and pick up these beers from these um, small towns in illinois now there was in the sun times a uh, article just recently about how these small breweries are really revitalizing those towns so for instance in effingham which is a place i'd love to live oh, wow. by the way Bill, the effingham no. and blinding them all the time <laughs> no the, the catchphrase and i kid you not for the town is where in the effingham am i <laughs> yeah, yeah. and the brewery <laughs> is called effing brew and they are oh, revitalizing that town down there now, uh, so you've collected together a, collect, um, a number of different beers of different styles. You sent them over to me. I did some research. We've picked out a few that I think are going to be interesting. We're going to taste them and try and encourage people to take a trip downstate and visit these breweries. I mean, if you're heading down to Bloomington, they're all within, what, a couple of hours of Bloomington? <coughs> hour and a half hour and a half so you could stay in bloomington and do a whole trip around i know my name is not john bitterman who does this all the time but um it's certainly a couple of these are really exciting me because i want to go down there and we'll do some podcasts with them so without further ado i want to just say that one of the breweries we're going to feature a beer from is triptych brewing they're out of savoy illinois and uh, there used to be a thing called a Savoy sausage in England. You had a Savoy sausage <laughs> and chips. Okay. Oh, no. It was called a Savoy, not a Savoy. Isn't there a cabbage Close called enough. a Savoy? <laughs> yes. 
Okay, but do they have cabbages down there? I, I assume they can buy them at, at any grocery store. Okay, I would hope so if, you know, this is a cabbage. So, um, so this is from Triptych Brewing. We'll talk a little bit more about them. This is that calibration beer. It's called... Uh, what is it called again? Citra uh, in Hellas. Citra in Hellas. And so I thought that would be a good one because you guys do Heavenly Hellas Lager. This is mm. described as a double dry hop lager. Real quick review of this going around. We'll start with TJ. Uh, to me, the beer to best describe this as is it, it, it reminds me a lot of Founders All Day IPA. It drinks like just a very session pale ale. Okay. It's, it's very thin in body, which with citra hops just makes it just really crisp. Uh, um, it definitely goes down easy. Chuck? Yeah, I agree. It's, it's Okay, you know, good if enough. It's a hellis, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if it's a hellas, I mean, and if you put anything in there, dry hop with anything, that's going to it's gonna be certainly the, the primary flavor, the citrus in this, right. citra in this case. Ken? Uh, it tastes exactly like what it says it is, and it's, it's very fresh. The hops are very fresh, so I would assume it's... You know what? Less than a month old. Probably. Okay. John. Very drinkable. Just drinkable. Damn. This is what your friend Lingo would call a good lawnmower beer. There you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was actually it's actually nine days away from expiration. It's actually Ooh, almost three months old. Really? Gotta look at yeah. that expiration, folks, oh, on the bottom no. of your cans. It's that canned freshness. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't think it tastes like a lager, but uh, on the other hand, you know, it's yeah, you're right. Uh, all day IPA from Founders. I prefer yeah. that one, but I know what you're saying. But it, it won't. It's a good you starter. Get, you get the same vibe. Do you it's agree? a very good calibration ale. It right. won't. It won't taste like a lager because um, a lot of lagers you're not going to throw a uh, citra into or or dry hop. You know. Okay. So as soon as you do that, then the the citra takes over. Yeah, I would say there's no lager character. In it. If yeah. You, if you just gave it to me and didn't tell me what it was, I'd say like that's a good session pale ale. Yeah. That, that's yeah. exactly what I was. I was kind of aiming at. Doesn't taste like a lager, but that's yeah. fine. Uh, all right, we'll move on to our first official brew. Now, this one is from Georgetown. Deb, can you tell us where the hell Georgetown is? <laughs> While I get the beers out of the fridge. Uh, it's it's not a suburb of Washington D.C. No, it's it's actually located between the communities of Olivet and Ridge Farm, which is just south of the city of Danville. All right, so where are all those three cities? <laughs> so, good so, question. <laughs> so, Danville is along Interstate 74, about 40 minutes east of Champaign-Urbana. It's almost oh. on the border. It is. It is oh, right okay. on the border with Indiana. Okay. From from where it's you not are, central at all. Well, it's <laughs> east central. Yeah, but but from where you are now, I think it's almost about three hours directly south. On 57, am I right? It's 57 to 74, and then down some it's back like midway country down roads. Th- midway south in the state, right? Midway down the state. Uh, right. Yeah, so kind of. Yeah. I suppose. Interesting, yeah. So, so I'm pouring out the samples of this beer, and we'll get to who it is in I'm a minute. I'm with the head on TJ it. has noted <laughs> that as I poured this out, and actually they're all doing it now, the head has gone away. So if you'd like to divvy those up amongst the uh, folks, I'm going to tell you where this is from. So... Down in uh, Georgetown <laughs> is a place called Big Thorn Farm, established, well, I'm going to need your glasses for that, uh, thank you very much. Um, they are an off-the-grid farm, well, off-the-grid farmhouse brewing, established uh, 2011, okay, so they've been oh, going wow. for a while, right? Wow. Older than us. But what is an off-the-grid farm? Well, apparently these guys are doing solar power. They're trying to be self-sufficient. 
and they have a process for the fermentation of their beers where they get logs from the farm different types of beers so the one we're drinking here I'll tell you what it is it is called wood thyme tart and that's t-h-y-m-e so obviously that herb is in here yeah. um, and it says on the bottom ale brewed with thyme right and then they ferment with these logs now how do they do this does anybody know I mean any thoughts on this I can tell you if I read it but <laughs> just wondered if you official brewers knew how to do it uh, there is silence. There is silence. Yeah, well, I mean, I've seen like where where can where you've used the um, the little curly uh, like oak spiral spirals. I so mean, you, so you think they're using the logs to harbor the the organisms that are fermenting this? Well, if they're possibly? using if they're using fresh, I mean, I don't know if they're if they're pre souring it or souring it in another way. They might be they might be like uh, roasting the wood in some way in order to sanitize without losing the character of it. I don't. That'd be my my best bet. So, um, according to what I read, and I'm going to read this out because this is kind of interesting and this is what excited me about this place because it almost reminded me a little bit of what they're doing um, of uh, scratch brewing down at Ava, which you brought one on when you were last on the show, which we had. Uh, talking to the brewers, they do a lot of wood in their mash. Okay. The sound of it. Well, this says, and I'm going to read this here. So. Um, our beer spends time aging on logs harvested from our woods. We use mulberry, oak, hickory, cherry, autumn, olive, and sassafras trees. Suffering suckers ash. Oh, that's sassafras, never mind. Big thorn log ages beer using wood harvested from the farm, debarked, charred, and placed in the primary fermenters located in their custom built center. Cellar. Yeah, so, so they burn it for a while and they... It says it charred, yeah. So I'm yeah. assuming it doesn't go all, oh, the, right, way. all the way. They get like a slight... I don't know. It, it sounds like they... Because I can't imagine that they that they full-on like immolate it. No, they, just, I mean? they like, just scorch probably, it. They just scorch it probably. I don't, think, a, I don't think they're pouring lighter fluid on it. No. I would hope They got to burn it so <laughs> I don't that they detect get those... That. I don't yeah. detect that either. No. <laughs> okay, so but they get, they'll get higher sugars by burning it, you know, like me or, you know... Um, melanoids and things like that and when they when they scorch it mm -hmm. so so it, they'll get flavors from their that. description is that the beers have a kind of a mellow lingering flavor of wood right yeah so what we have in this one this, this one's um, hickory if I can go to the description here this wood is shagbark hickory now when yeah. you came into the pub hmm. on the entrance way there there's a big tree which has a piece of bark hanging off it. That's a shag bark hickory. Yeah. And it's because it's got all those pieces of bark that come off it. Yeah. The nuts fall down and the squirrels love them. So mm -hmm. um, this has been brewed with uh, English and uh, lemon thyme, farm grown English and lemon thyme. Now, Deb, you do a little bit of cooking. What Can you describe what thyme really gives you that flavor and how you might use it? Well, I, I would... I'll put you on the spot there, I, by the way. And John can correct me, but it, it is uh, an herb that you no, would... No, it's a herb. There's an H it's in an herb. word. It's no. an herb. <laughs> uh, We're in America, man. Oh, damn. <laughs> Speaking oh, of the United States, come on. But, uh, you know, <laughs> of course, we all know the Simon Garfinkel song, Rosemary, Sage, and Thyme. So those are... Wouldn't you say, John? Parsley like, says rosemary. All right, parsley. But I think parsley is boring. Yeah, it's um, boring. I think rosemary. I love them all. <laughs> I like rosemary the best, but thyme She's adds a, a di very distinct flavor, and it's it's good with things like poultry, 
and uh, certain vegetables. And you could, they literally come in little sticks. So parsley yeah. and thyme stuffing is the traditional stuffing that you get in a box that people who don't make their own stuffing put into chicken and turkeys. In England, I should okay. Sorry. All right. <laughs> I'm going back a few years. My, my favorite <laughs> thing about the thyme is always the aroma whenever I mm -hmm. cook with it. Like, that, that aroma is so distinct. So, but I'm not surprised that I don't get the aroma out of a right. beer that has so many other things going on. And it so, is kind of citrusy, though. So this is, yeah, I agree. Well, that would that would be I the lemon thyme. Yeah, the, the lemon, lemon thyme. thyme. So I, I, lemon I'm, assuming, thyme. I'm assuming with a name like lemon thyme, it's got some citrusy. It, well, it's got the English little, and lemon thymes in it. So lemon thyme must be a variety that of thyme that tastes like it. Anyway, this is a gruit. And I, myself, am unfamiliar with what Gruet is. I think I've had it once before. So Isn't that something you feed the birds? <coughs> no, that's suet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, so it means there's no okay. hops in it. Yeah. What, what, what does it mean? There's no hops in yeah. it. No hops? It's spiced with something other than hops. Oh, really? So back in the old days. Oh, yes. Here we go. Before they, before they used yeah. hops, all beers were had some sort of a gruet, and that was a lot of times, that was the secret recipe in the, in the beer was because everybody just, their gruets were proprietary, and they wouldn't tell anybody. And then when hops came along, they were just like, wow, this, these are way better than bittering than gruet because you always had to throw something in the beer, otherwise it'd be too sweet. So what? I think Lemon. that's the time that Lemon. they've used. I don't know that this is—it's really citrusy, and I'd be surprised if lemon thyme could contribute that much tartness to this. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, they do say um, soured naturally with lactobacillus and aged on toasted hickory logs. That sounds nice. I think I'll have some toasted hickory logs tonight. It doesn't yeah. mention anything <laughs> else on the bottle, so it might be a combination of just the wood, and may maybe the wood is more for lack of a better word, astringent than we think, and that's adding some level of bitterness or spice or something like that. Is anybody getting anything of that wood? You know, is that, uh, no, I, I don't get Hickory is a really powerful flavor, and so I would think I, would... I get it on the back end. A little bit? Okay. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I feel yeah. like it's definitely adding a level of subtlety to it's, everything else that's going on. If I had to say it, my thoughts on this, it's hanging around in my mouth almost like a very, very mild... Um, Roush beer, right? So if you get something that's very mildly smoked, yeah. it's hanging in there. Um, these people are a couple by the name of, I get them right here, um, Aaron and I can't find the lady's name. Well, never mind. Anyway, it's a couple. <laughs> um, and they started this up. Uh, the guy was a uh, home brewer. He's, he's cut his teeth down at JT Walker's Brewery in Mahomet, Illinois? Mahomet. Mahomet? Where's that? That's due west of Champaign. Okay. So the other side. So then he came and purchased 15 acres in Vermilion County with his wife and they planted 60 hot plants and they watched them grow. He also worked at Blind Pig Brewery and we're going to have some Blind Pig beers in a little bit because that's one of the Champagne It's No, no, no. It's the beer of Champagne. The what? It's the beer of champagne. Oh, the beer of champagne. Okay. At, at least that's what their label says. Instead of the same, <laughs> instead of the same pain of beers, which is what Miller used to say. Oh, his wife's name is Anna, and she and they plant all this stuff. Uh, they they're basically self-sufficient here. Um, real, they say the beer is fermented in an underground cellar, and it just excites me to to read the description of what's going on there because this is something a little bit different. 
as I got excited about Scratch. It, it, right? it gives me, it, it, it definitely, uh, it, it, it recalls memories for me of having Scratch beers. It makes me feel like I'm not drinking beer. It makes me feel like I'm drinking some sort of alchemist's potion because it's such a... <laughs> You're going to turn into gold in a minute. Different and bizarre. <laughs> if I yeah, if I turn into a frog or something, you know, make sure to avenge me. But um, find find what the counter beer is for that. But so, it, it doesn't <laughs> taste like a typical tart, a typical sour. It taste you know, it has a different. Uh, the body is rounded off differently. You've got it's it's mellow in a different way than what you would get maybe out of just like a standard like barrel aging. It's 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 very unique. So I'm going to take a quick break here whilst I whip out the second of their beers that I want to have, which is hopefully going to be quite a contrast to this one. And then we'll come back and decide if we're giving them thumbs up or, or how we like these beers. So we'll be back in a second. We're back. We had a quick break there and uh, kind of uh, got ourselves back together after a very long segment. Um, I think everybody seems to enjoy this one. And Deb, you said it was what? A very good football watching beer. And I think it's one of those beers that you could actually drink the entire... These are bombers. Um, and I think you could in, enjoy the whole bomber across a football game because it's not in your face. It's just something that's really tasty. Um, do we like this beer? Thumbs? All thumbs are going up. That's a great start. So I'm going to go contrasting this with another one of their beers. It's called the Mad Coffee Porter. Now this one is done on shingle oak. Anybody know what the heck shingle oak is? I lost my glasses. Oh, there's a lot of oaks. Oh, you took them back. <laughs> Thank you, Chuck. <laughs> Uh, it's a type of oak. Okay, all right. Thank you very much, Chuck. So, um, <laughs> if somebody could uh, possibly pour this out, starting around here or whatever. There we go. If you could give samples to everybody. So this one, obviously, when you when you go to a coffee porter, you know you're going completely the opposite direction to something like this wood, that, that sour tart thing, right? Um, they brew it with a cold brew blend from Mad Goat Roastery in Danville, Illinois. Danville is... You Just north that. of Georgetown. There we go, north of Georgetown. Um, and they age it in this one on charred hickory logs again, uh, but the they have lots of dark chocolate malts and roast from the cold brew. So going to be interesting because I think we've had coffee beers that are... You know, somewhat over the top with the coffee, and others that really are mild and, and are balanced and, and well, you know, good beers, right? So, um, once you pour that out, who's had? Oh, so TJ. TJ has been uh, on the mark here. First sip, I can already say I like this beer. The, the base beer's got a good malt body, I can tell, because a lot of that I don't think is coming necessarily from the coffee. Because yeah. I, I, just in my experience, like cold brew tends to thin a beer out. So this this beer was either brewed very heavy to start with the plan of putting coffee in, or or just I mean, one way or another it was, it was a heavy beer to start. Yeah, and, and they were much heavier than what we're drinking. They right weren't now too heavy-handed with the coffee either. I don't. Think. So when no. you say a heavy beer, I mean a porter 
is robust or it can be kind of light in I'm, th- I'm thinking like big heavy heavy body porter i don't know necessarily what the abv is we're not talking about the alcohol so much but more yeah the, just just the, the mouthfeel the body it's it's uh it's a good winter beer that's for that's for damn and sure. this one is eight percent this one okay. is eight okay mm-hmm. well there you go so there's some alcohol contributing to that <laughs> yeah but it's not what i like about it is you know when you, you get it in the nose you get you get the the porter too i mean there's some coffee in there no doubt, but it's not just like you're sniffing like some cold coffee. I'm almost getting some vanillary overtones. Mm-hmm. What, sure. what I love about this too is like th- like what they did with the with the wood with this just works so well. I don't know a lot about coffee. I've never roasted coffee or anything, but one of my best friends is a he's a roaster and a salesperson for what I consider to be one of the best, if not the best, uh, roaster in the city, which is Sparrow Coffee. We've done, yeah. we've done two coffee collab beers with them now. Um, and uh, they're just their their stuff is in so many top tier restaurants around the city and also on the west coast. And uh, one thing that he taught me in terms of like coffee flavor profiles is that um, I believe it was I, I I'm not even gonna say because I don't remember what the what the blend of coffee was where it was from. But one of the main flavors and one of the coffees that we used with one of our beers was uh, what he described as wood distillation. Ooh. And I feel like that's something that is coming through in a, in a perfect way between the wood that they used to age this beer on and the coffee that they chose to, to blend it with. Have you done any coffee beers, uh, Ken? He says, knowingly ass. <laughs> Knowing that he ass. <laughs> yeah, I've done a lot of coffee beers. Um, I started by making coffee and then blending it with the beer, but then I went to um, grinding the beans and cold steeping overnight in in beer using beer as a liquid so it wouldn't thin the beer out like what you were talking about um you made it super concentrated yeah Yeah. but it's but it's in the beer so the liquid is that's extracting the coffee is actually the beer that it's getting blended back with then then french press it and you cold you cold steep it so Mm -hmm. you do a cold for uh just for the different flavors or flavors that you don't want to extract or what um uh and my my experience is making regular coffee and blending it with beer you get a lot of harshness yeah yeah um from the coffee so the cold you know doing a cold steep is uh and and traditional cold steep is you put it in hot coffee for like 10 or 15 minutes and then you put it in the fridge overnight oh okay uh, but what i started doing was just using the beer because then you don't lose abv by making you know, right coffee uh, but this last time, and I haven't, I haven't blended it, but I got some Kyoto, which is a method of making a cold drip, cold drip coffee. I got it from Ten Drops in Plainfield. Um, it's this machine that really slowly drips, <laughs> runs through this big glass coil, and then drips off. And so it's supposed to really extract, you know, just the deliciousness of the coffee, and not. What was that coffee maker again? Ten. Ten Drops. There Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. But this I haven't blended that up yet. I'm going to put it in with my uh, bourbon barrel aged uh, Russian Imperial. All right. Oh, the Ukrainian? Yeah. Oh, see how yes. that comes out. So, so um, I had a cold drip once and uh, I got an ointment for it. But let's go to our consumers over here. Uh, John, John and Deb. Thanks for um, sharing, Phil. Yeah, like, so many HIPAA violence so lately. Do you guys like coffee, coffee beers? I think, John, you like a good porter. Um, you guys, how do you like this? 
I, I personally am <laughs> a Chris, so I just went, oh my God. I personally like coffee and I like porters. So combining coffee and porters for me is like tremendous. And I think this one is quite good. If you were to ask me, where would this be the perfect spot to drink this beer? In front of a fireplace. At the Britain Yankee pub. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I 100% agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right there. Um, John? I like coffee. And I like some porters. You like porters a lot better than I do. Okay. I'm not fond of this beer. Ooh. I think there's an off-putting... There's something that puts me off in the in the back end of the flavor. I wonder it's, if it's the no. uh, smokiness. Because when I kind of... <sighs> In when I sup it, you know, you know how they spoke, you know how they, what? they do coffee tasting. They always slurp it right there, yes, yeah. like that. And and I get that little smokiness in the back there, that little woodiness, but it's not prevalent once you get into the mm-hmm. porter because of the roasty malts. I think the chocolate and that stuff comes through more. The, the chocolate definitely. But, well, I'll have John's portion then because he doesn't want his. Well, I'll yeah. keep trying <laughs> it to see if I can find specifically what I don't like Is about it. Is it astringent okay. for okay. you? No, it's not astringent okay. at all. It's, it's, it's I guess I, it's I would smooth. say the qualities that I liked about the first beer. Whatever that wood is was in that, but this is an entire. It doesn't translate well to this presentation in my mind. So I like right now. Like I took a taste about five minutes ago, and and it's I'm still sort of getting the aftertaste. And to me, it's not pleasant. Yeah. See, it's great the world of beer, isn't it? Because everybody Mm. has a different thought. I I Uh, like it because it doesn't have. It's not over the top on coffee, and I'm not a big coffee beer person to start with but to me i think the balance is more towards the the porter than the coffee and so so that's why i like it I and a lot of i earthy, think the finish is good earthiness from this yes earthiness, yeah. you're right because yep in, in fact that's one of the words they use in their description yeah. <laughs> um so i think um, Big Thorn for me has not disappointed in my expectations based upon my research and what they do. So, uh, you know where they have a full complement of their beers available in the Illinois area? No. John, you should know. <laughs> Come on. John. It's at Binnie's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, like I said, I'm in the wine department, oh, sir. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Not my department. <laughs> but <laughs> I will certainly go and research that for you. So, Deb, did you go to the farm to get this, or did you buy it somewhere? So, all right. So, truth be told, and how this whole thing came up, I was at an event, and I was really bored at the event, and the event was in East Central Illinois, and I made friends with the um, caterer, and uh, I lifted all the beer from the caterer. I was oh. given a beer, though. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So you didn't uh, like steal I was going to ask yeah. if you were wanted and so that No, 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 no. <laughs> I was given the beer. I shall not name the caterer. I shall not name the event, but the beer came from the caterer. Oh, you got yeah. one, so she's good. Um, okay. Well, fair enough. Well, the caterer has done good. Um, I think. Um, and I'm going to certainly be sending an email to Aaron and Anna and asking if we can come down and, and visit and check out their brewery and their styles and Sounds like a great, uh, a great overnight trip, and we can go there and then go to one of the other ones. Right, uh, thumbs before we disappear. 
All right. Oh, you gave it a thumbs down, Ken. I'm not digging it, man. Right. No, did know. we actually it's, come to you and ask you whether well, you we talked it, about but coffee, but... Oh, you're not digging it. Yeah. Oh, so we, what did you give, John? You gave, So we got two thumbs down and, and four thumbs up on that one. Okay. Um, kind of interesting. Was it the finish? Uh, I don't know. know. I, I loved the, it. I thought it was really cool. Was there something in the finish? Yeah. Kind of like what John was saying? Yeah, there's, there's always a problem with the finish. We're back with uh, brewery, Central Illinois Brewery number two. Now, this one is one that I have always wanted to go down to for a couple of reasons. This is in Champaign, Illinois. Now, not because it's a university town and there's probably lots of little hotties running around. Oh, sorry, that was a bit of a sexist remark, wasn't it, Deb? <laughs> She's used to it. Likes to oh, she it. likes the guys as well, yeah. Um, but because Blind Pig was started by a fellow countryman, a guy by the name of, if I've got it here properly... Chris Knight. There we go. He's a knight. So he comes from England. Yeah, Chris Knight. Um, and when he, when I saw them starting up, which is about, probably about three years ago, I think, maybe even more than that, um, they had a big open space. And the f when they, when I saw the pictures of it down there in Champagne, it looked like, the outside looked like a Shakespearean pub. And what they did on the inside was they used old beams to kind of break up the uh, openness of the place and make little tables all over the place and he actually modeled it after his village pub in his hometown of Hemingford Weasel in the Dell so Blind Pig Brewery down in Champaign is our next contributor of beers we have a couple of those from them as well and the first one I wanted to do not only because Deb brought it <laughs> <laughs> but also because it's a pills. Now you guys at Church Street do a pills. Ken, do you do a pills? Um, no. Okay. So this one is called Blue Pills, and uh, that caused a riot of hilarity here in the pub because everybody <laughs> immediately thought of the blue pill with beginning with a V, right? And I don't think this has anything to do with that, but it does say it's as crisp as a hedgehog and as dry as a Oh, and on the side it says a truly stiff drink. So maybe we are thinking along the same lines as Mr. Chris. Uh, I don't know what else to say but to open the beer. So, uh, guys from Church Street, your pills is pretty good and refreshing. I'm going to give you that bottle there, right? Um, let's see whether or not this one uh, turns out to be a classic as well. The information I have on it is that it's an unfiltered German-style Pilsner, German yeast, uh, German and Czech hops, and several weeks of cold aging. What does cold aging do to a lager, or is that something that you actually have to do cold to make aging, it a lager? Or lagering. Oh, so that's oh. lagering. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, you have lager lagering yeast. Lagering is aging. And then you lager. Okay. And then lager. It gets confusing because you use lager for two words. Lager, lager style yeast or... Hey, wait a minute. I, I'm got any. What's going on? Talk oh. about the beer. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think? It, it's a, it's clear and crisp and golden. I'll give them that. Whoa, it's got a good, good little bit of... Got carbonation. Good carbonation. Look at that. There you go. Mm. 
I did. I poured it and I almost uh, came over the top. Uh oh, another red. Carbonation looks good. It's clear, fairly clear. Um, it seems like color. this guy Ice has a bit it. of a uh, um, uh, humorous streak to him. Um, yeah, I, I'm not tasting yeah, any. Uh, it's a good pills, but I'm not tasting any blue pills. So it contains no preservatives <laughs> and no additives. Hell no! Are you freaking kidding? This is blind pig beer. Keep it cool. Keep it fresh. Mm -hmm. So, what do we reckon? Let's start with Deb because this is a lighter beer, and, and I think that everybody likes a lighter beer. And it seems like whenever somebody comes in, um, I'm going to say this. I, I don't mean it in the way sexist, but the females tend to say, "Oh, you've got something a little lighter, right?" And then they they gradually move into the heavier ones. Well, it, I mean, it's certainly a light beer. It has a soft so. mouth mouth feel. You know, I, I will say this much about Blind Pig. So Blind Pig is located right in the heart of downtown Champaign. So if anyone's been to Champaign recently, you'll know that in the last four years, it's gone through quite a metamorphosis in the downtown area. And really, Blind Pig is the beneficiary of that metamorphosis because the downtown is really really hopping there's a lot of growth and development in downtown and i think blind pig along with maybe another beer that we'll try that's also in has a tap room in champagne those two really are doing quite well now back to the beer what generally pills is not my go-to beer but i think this one is definitely drinkable all right Wow. Okay, we That's like it. Okay, so John, we, we have not as good as Church Street. Not as good as Church Street. Okay. Well, I would con uh, no. I would actually concur with that. Um, I you can always count on the Church Street. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's yeah. it's maybe a little, little, overly hopped. I guess. I don't know. It has a uh, again maybe my maybe 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 it's your food, Phil. But I'm I'm getting a little bit. It, it, it just has a little something that's just slightly off. Not, I mean, not like the porter, but hmm. yeah, like a little something on the back end. Yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. finish. Yeah. It's the uh, pills, it's always the finish, you know. Yeah, so it's double dry hopped. Oh, there you go. So what the hell does that, that mean? Out, okay. So for the uninitiated, I didn't know that. It doesn't say it on a description. By so on the uninitiated, what does that really mean? Means they dry hopped it twice. Means they oh. uh, <laughs> so at the end so of it, that's in, they, that's they in chucked in a bunch of hops after you've done the yeah. the boiling yep. bit, right? Typically, they're anywhere anywhere from one to two days apart. Yeah. Sometimes three. Oh, it's so, an American technique, right? I mean, for ales, quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, I mean, we we do it all the time with IPAs for contract yeah. brewers and and well, yeah. Going to be doing it for some of our upcoming. Typ ideas. I mean, typically lagers. If this is you know, going to be like a, a German pills or Czech pills, they would never, they would never do that. Somebody's barking. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, but yeah. So to me, this is um, this isn't like a uh, this isn't like a Firestone Walker pills or a Founders pills. Like a like a like some of the American pilsers are like IPLs almost like. But that's that Pilvins or whatever it is from Firestone Walker Pilvins. Uh, Pivo. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, anyway, right. Pivo no, this is actually more along the lines of it, what would be a traditional, you know, maybe Czech or German pills, but the dry hopping just that's what you're getting in the finish. Um, so if they didn't dry hop it, it might actually um, have been better. It, but it's just a personal. <laughs> it's just a personal preference. The brewer, you know, it, they make what they. At some point, what they like. I will say, I do like what the dry hop is doing for the nose. I, I would guess that it's, it's a lot yeah. of size going in. 
because it, it tastes a, like size. It's, it's kind of a, earthy. It says, yeah, yeah, and it, it says, says Czech hops. And, and it says Hallertau and size. It does. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I feel like a, right. you're getting like a good spice in the nose. So I, I really like what the dry hop does for the nose. I do agree that uh, the hops are a bit much on the back end for what you expect out of a pills. It kind of leaves me wavering a little bit. Yeah, it's probably. Um, it, is very, it is very crisp. It, it builds up more and more the hoppiness as, as you drink it. It does. Um, you're right. I did. Yeah. I did a water cleanser, and my first sip yeah. was like, "Oh, it's a standard pills," and then second, third, fourth, and so on. It, it really starts to build up on the palate. Yeah. I, I will say that this one is definitely a lawnmower beer that I would drink. Okay, so I would go to your Church Street pills. Now, do you ever do a pills at Hot Vine, Ken? Well, I've answered this already. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Where was I then? The answer is no. <laughs> oh. no. I would, it's not that I don't want to brew a pills. I, but it's, I it's, just haven't. Yeah, and it's it's also a little bit difficult to do in terms of the system. <laughs> what are you, you trying have? to say? No, I'm just yeah. saying. Do you have a sit? Because these guys no, have, have the. Are you talking lagers versus ales? Have, yeah, right. I have temperature controlled tanks. I oh, can okay. Make, so that can helps you do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, get on I it, just man. Done what the hell? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's suffering <laughs> after yesterday. We oh, uh, we were, we're actually recording this one day after we did last week's show, and uh, <laughs> <Last> <laughs> Ken was, was definitely yesterday. sampling the good beers at Red Arrow. You can hear that on the show last week. Anyway, back to this week. <laughs> Apparently, Blind Pig opened a lot earlier than I thought. He opened the first one, I think, in. 2004 or he says he opened in 1990 he opened blind pig number one at a bar they now call the cowboy monkey so i don't know if that means it's moved that's a heck of a name I like yeah that. cowboy monkey i'll give you I that. Like that name uh 2004 he opened the second location on walnut street now is that the downtown area no the uh off the downtown but he the new location is right on neil street which, which is, is downtown. Which is right in the heart of downtown. Okay, okay. So, you know, he's got, yeah, again, a third. So he's doing pretty bloody good here. Yeah, well, here it is. Walnut Street, Neal Street, and now he's got the Blind Pig Brewery on Taylor Street. So he obviously is doing well. And he's got a warehouse on Market Street where he does the packaging facility. And here we keg, he says. Oh. So um, quite a nice, okay, so this is kind of a different variety we're doing here, up and down, up and down on our scales. We've got another beer from them, which I want to whip out, which is, um, so I want to ask you, do you, would you like a coffee stout or would you like a refreshing pale ale with sriracha ace hops? I would, I, I would like the, the pale well, ale. I haven't had anything with sriracha ace in a long time. So. Okay, so we'll get the sriracha ace out. Listen to this interlude in the meantime. All right, so after that short interlude, thank you very oh, much. I poured. Dill in there? Hang on, boys. Is that what you said? Down, yeah, boys. The, the flavor. The yeah. dill flavor is? Yeah, from the. Let's record this dill. Really? Yeah. You record it. Sriracha Ace is Any crazy. chance we can do the podcast here or what? <laughs> hey, we're talking, all right? Yeah, Tired up. <laughs> hey, we're at the you pub. Okay, John, you won't get any more beer. Oh, okay. All right, I'll shut up. All right, so we have poured <laughs> out this second one from Blind Pig. It's called Hattori Hanzo. So I'm assuming that there is some sort of a Japanese relationship here, and uh, there is Sriracha hops in it, Sriracha Ace hops. John, you said that Brooklyn Brewery used to do one called Sriracha Ace, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe one of the first ones to use the hop. What's the hop was actually developed for, I think, for Asahi. 
for, Japanese, oh, Asa- is that how you pronounce it? I always called it Asahi. Is it Asahi? Yes. Well, Asahi. <laughs> Asahi? That's, I, a, that's a tall person's see, bottom, right? Do they Asahi. speak English in the <laughs> UK? Hey, wait a minute. We call things. Hey, wait a minute. Asahi. Okay, hold it. <laughs> what do you call, what do you, we call, they in England, they call it Nokia. What do you call it? North end of a southbound horse. No, Nokia, right? No. But anyway, back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> and we're only three beers in, folks. This is the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, I so can't long. wait for the last one. So Blind Pig Hattori Hanzo is a um, pale ale. We're going to go to Deb. <laughs> she has been cogitating and tasting. <laughs> she has been. The only sensible one here. Mm. First of all, this was the beer that when I brought back, this was the one... I was the most excited to try, and to be honest, it has not disappointed. I like the almost spicy, hottiness, hoppy in this beer, and I, quite frankly, being a fan of all kinds of hoppier beers and pale ales, wow, has this just entered into my to-go zone. It, it, this is, I love this beer. I, this is a really good where, beer. Where are you going to go? Buy more, I guess. Okay, there buy you go. more. Right. Um, TJ, you were telling us that Sriracha Ace hops aren't used that much anymore, right? Uh, I've, I've, to be honest, I've heard some, some. I've spoken, <coughs> I've spoken with some brewers lately that were kind of bad mouthing it. They, they're not a fan of it. I, I used to have a lot of. Uh, I feel like I used to have a lot of beers with uh, Sriracha Ace in them back in the day, like talking about like maybe 2009, 10, 11. Um, it's it more as a blended hop, not as a standalone like this. I really kind of respect the balance that they were able to yield in this hop because it is a very potent hop. It's very very spicy, and uh, this is a good education beer for me actually because I'm really liking some of the flavors I'm getting out of this. Which are? Um, well, just exactly what they say. They they kind of nail it in the description. Like the dill really comes through. Yeah, isn't um, that? Not like a, I mean like I'm not a. I love dill on my salmon, but I wouldn't think of it in my beer, but yeah. like the way the character it's giving me. But uh, I, in, in the future, I'd really like to make a rice lager at Church Street, and I think this would be a really great hop for that. With sriracha Subtle hops. amounts. Subtler amounts. Okay. I, I'm not yeah. certain I know what a rice lager is, but we'll talk about that later. Budweiser. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Um, so, wait a minute. So... You nailed it with the dill. They talk also that these hops have lemongrass a little bit in them. I'm not certain I'm getting lemon. I think the dill flavor is up very front. prevalent. Right? Up, up front. front. Dill in the back. A little on the back. Oh, I'll go back and taste it again. Um, so I would say that this beer is not for everybody. John? It's not for everybody. Is it for you? I <laughs> enjoy it quite a bit. I, I, I don't think just just drinking it by itself that you would want to drink a whole lot of it but i would say that if i had a six pack of this and some thai food i could Ooh. i could kill it i think that's what hell this yeah beer is. This, oh this is man absolutely yeah. absolutely you pair this with like yeah. thai food indian food like anything yeah, like anything a curry with, yeah. or something like that yeah. Asimo or yeah. something oh yeah, yeah. Chicken I mean, curry. I think it would it would really rock. Ooh, yeah. This is really a really good food beer. Yeah. Um, I agree. If you went in blind, you'd be like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah. But like knowing what it is, it's a sriracha ace pale ale. You kind of 
if, if you know what sriracha ace is, you're kind of preparing yourself, and you're like, oh, damn. Yeah. Kind of so, it. so they make a point of saying they only use Japanese sriracha ace hops. So is there a U.S. or other probably. country variety? I'm sure. Probably. probably. probably, probably yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not experienced in I'm brewing with that hop. I'm pretty sure this hop was developed, like, in the 70s, and then it, it was, like, it was not released to, like, other brewers for a long time, and it, it was, like, in the 90s mm. when it finally came out. Mm. So yeah, I, I like it. I'm, I'm taking another sip here, and I'm getting that lemongrass again. I, I brewed, You're right; it is on the back I end. I brewed with it, and the description on the hops is lemongrass and dill, mm. and it, it's so oh, evident. Yeah, it's just yeah. crazy. Yeah, I, it, I, I love it. I think this is a, this. This could be a smash, pretty much like a right. single hop, single malt. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Not only a hit with us, but maybe a, a smash. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think this is. I think we made a good choice. Well. We'll probably taste the coffee stout after the show's over. We had a coffee beer, right? So this is something a little bit different, in my opinion. Um, if it's a pale ale, I'll agree. It's, it's, you know, it's pale. It's, it's not yeah. full of hops. It's full of flavor. And uh, I'm going to go and ask people for uh, their opinion, their thumbs. Guys, what about your thumbs? I give thumbs up all around. And I'm going to give it two <laughs> thumbs up because I think... This and the Big Thorn so far are my favorites. We'll come to you guys and you can name a couple of favorites that you like. Uh, well done to Chris Knight. Um, I would certainly like to go down and uh, visit with him and at least uh, talk with him about his beer. If only just to go into the pub and experience the ambiance which I see from pictures as has just made me excited because he's taken a space that's big and open and turned it into something that looks in the pictures akin to a British pub, right? That's hopefully what he's been trying to do. Really? Yeah. That must be a new... Because I've been to this place. Have you? It was, it was a tight little bar. This is with, the new place. Oh, uh, this, is the, this could be the new place. Behind the bar. Yeah, That's probably this is the, the cowboy monkey, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know... I, hey... Everybody who knows Ken knows he likes cowboys I and monkeys. But but <laughs> Ken, the place that. you were thinking about used to have a pig out front, right? Just like yeah, um, I think so. A lighted pig. Yeah, it was downtown. Yeah. I used to work across the street from me. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Okay. Well, hell, we got to get down there. Yeah. Who went? Now, what university's down there? Illinois. Illinois. Okay. U of well, I. Then there we go. <laughs> U of I. They're they're quite good at football, aren't they? Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry i'll go to the next topic they're good at partying <laughs> that's mean phil that's mean and so as we fade out to the strange of the illini fighting song it's goodbye from everybody in the pub for now we'll see you next time when we review the remainder of the central illinois brews and we'll also have a little bit of christmas cheer for you so until then, take care and time, gentlemen, please. Britain Yankee! Britain Yankee! I'll have a pipe, young. Go, give us a pipe. You got any tetanus? Uh, a pipe, please, Bob. Give me another pipe, please, Bob.